Welcome to Disruptive CEO Nation, where company founders, entrepreneurs, and cutting-edge thinkers drop in from around the globe to share startup stories, insider insights, and hard-earned success lessons. Now, here's your host, a woman who mastered business by placing heels on the ground all over the world, having worked with and coached CEOs and senior leaders from over 90 countries, and who wants you to build your best business future, Allison K. Summers. Thanks for joining us today. We have a very interesting guest. We're popping over to San Francisco. We always love being in the hotbed of technology startups. And we're going to speak with Jillian O'Brien, who is currently holding a role of founder in residence. And if you don't know what that is, well, stay tuned. She's going to tell us all about it, as well as gives us some tips and wisdom and things that maybe we can apply to our own businesses. So Jillian, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, I teed you up, Jillian. Tell everybody where it is that you're serving as founder in residence and give us a little insight into what you do there. Yeah, so I am currently the founder in residence at pilot.com. Pilot is uh, your startup's financial back office. It is about 400 people today, uh, valued at over a billion dollars. And before joining Pilot, uh, I was the founder of my own startup that went through Y Combinator in 2019. It was an HR SaaS company called Cherry. uh, And I also served as the chief of staff at another YC company. Uh, called Dover, uh, which is a recruiting platform. So I think, Julian, I just want to say for our listeners, because they can't figure out who you are and what you are, but you are actually one of my my younger founders um, and business leaders. Um, are you even 30 yet, Jillian? I'm 27. <laughs> You're 27. So see, you have so much so much time to perfect and, and build brands. And I think this is just so lovely that we get to speak with you at this point in your career. So as you said, there's so many things we can unpack here, but let's, let's, let's start with pilot and just again, a little bit of why a founder in residence role and what your relationship is in the C-suite and also what you hope to get out of the experience. Yeah, totally. Um, It's a really interesting title that is not commonly seen, which is one of the reasons that the opportunity was really interesting to me. Um, Basically, I'll address the first part of your question first, which is like, why would Pilot need a founder in residence? So Pilot serves over a thousand startups as customers. And so that founder audience is very important. Uh, having someone on the team who, you know, was that person not long ago is really helpful. Um, so not only can I kind of jump in and share that empathy that I have to help us with like marketing or sales or customer service, um, initiatives. Um, but I can also kind of spin up my own ideas for uh, campaigns or events or, you know, just things that I think are going to reach that audience and help us kind of evangelize the brand. Um, For me, it's really helpful and interesting to remain connected to that community. I always want to, you know, be on like kind of the bleeding edge of like what founders are doing. And I want to be rubbing shoulders with them and meeting founders from, you know, all over the world. Um, But also, you know, Pilot knows and part of our uh, initial conversations were around the fact that I want to start my own company again in the future. Mm -hmm. And 
that founder in residence title um, really helps connect me to that and helps other people understand that that's what my goal is as well. Yeah. And how long have you been in this role? Uh, It's been about seven months. About seven months. And I do think it's very interesting um, if our listeners, I always like our listeners to go take a look if they're near a computer at who we're speaking with. So it's very simple. It's pilot, just like it sounds, dot com. And can you give a little bit more in-depth example when you say it's kind of like, yes, you need to be there to help move the brand forward and, and energize the brand. But is there anything specific that you actually have had the chance to already activate and see come to life? Yeah, so... One particular community that is a huge part of my focus here at Pilot is the Y Combinator community. Mm -hmm. Um, We mentioned a little bit earlier that my company went through Y Combinator. So I'm sort of part of that, uh, part of that community of founders. Um, And so a lot of what I do is think about, you know, think back to my experience in YC, thinking about, um, you know, applying, getting into the program preparing for the investor conversations at Demo Day, and just kind of remembering what sort of resources I really needed at that time. And then here at Pilot, I can sort of activate those things, you know, get them in motion, bring them to life, uh, and and provide that support to those founders. Um, Really like, you know, without any uh, particularly aggressive sales goal, but more just so that founders know, you know, Pilot is there for them through their entire founder journey. Um, one example of that, that people generally think is pretty fun, um, is we've been helping founders get professional headshots. So twice now in our office, we've like set up a photo studio, gotten professional photographers, gotten catering, and just had like a really fun day where, uh, you know, like 50 to hundred founders are just kind of coming in, meeting each other, snapping their pictures, um, and then kind of going on their way. But then they get these like free, really nice photos for press. Um, so that's just one example of like it's a the small- simple things, Jillian, right? It is the, when it ta- when we talk about relationship building, sometimes people think you have to do so much complex things and it's the simple human touch points that can make such a difference. Yeah, I agree. The more, the like less scalable it is weirdly. Uh, and like the more genuine, the further that that help goes and like the further that that connection takes you. So um, yeah, I totally agree on that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's let's go back and talk about, you know, you were a founder in your story. You actually went from the East Coast to the West Coast to participate in Y Combinator. So tell everybody about a little bit about that first company that you founded. Yeah, so I was 23. Um, I had just recently graduated from college and I had taken a role in uh, influencer marketing at a small fashion company. And pretty quickly uh, into my time there, I just started feeling like, you know, as a, as a young person, it's going to be really hard for me to uh, move the needle and like work uh, in the way that I want to within a company. Um, and so I had been thinking about starting something and I was super lucky that my sister, um, was an engineer. So she sort of, you know, fills kind of the other half of what you need to start a company. And I really like her obviously and trust her. And so, um, we started talking about starting a company and eventually applied to YC and quit our jobs and, 
moved out to San Francisco. Um, but that company, uh, yeah, it was called Cherry. It was an HR SaaS uh, company. We wanted to help employees uh, be able to choose their own perks. Mm-hmm. So the idea was that every employee would get a little budget and a marketplace where they could, um, you know, kind of decide like whether they wanted pet insurance or babysitting services or a gym membership. And uh, I really enjoyed working on the company with my sister. We learned a lot. Um, it was both of our experience uh, for, as first-time founders um, and, you know, female founders in a, in, you know, very kind of male-dominated environment. Um, but yeah, we, we ended up learning a lot from that. We had to shut down the company, uh, at the onset of the pandemic, which is another thing we can get into, but, um, ultimately like that experience, it led me to all of my other really amazing, uh, job experiences, including the founder residence role at pilot. So, um, it, it was a great learning experience. Well, and Jillian, I think when we spoke, you talked about there is a value if, if people have in their heart, young professionals have in their heart that they think they want to be an entrepreneur or own their own business, that they, they should be brave and start that business and be willing to fail because we, we, you and I both talked about there's, it's hard to learn practical experience in a classroom or in any kind of university or any setting. If you're not doing, how can you know what to course correct? Yeah. Um, so I, I really appreciate your, your story. And we know so many businesses, whether they were wherever stage they were startups or very mature struggled in the last few years after, after COVID, but you stayed on the West coast and you're sticking with it. You weren't, you weren't discouraged. So fill the gap for us between cherry and pilot. Yeah. So, um, Yes, I I was not anticipating uh, staying in San Francisco. I thought that I was just going to be here for the three-month program. Um, But most of Cherry's customers were in San Francisco. Um, My sister ended up meeting her husband out here. Um, So, you know, the whole family ended up just kind of staying um, in the San Francisco area. And um, then the pandemic happened, which was just another reason to sort of stay put. Um, after we, after I had shut down Cherry, you know, the big question was sort of like, you know, what now? I think you mentioned, you know, it's important for young people to have the the courage to kind of start something, be willing to fail. I think the first part of that is a lot easier, um, actually having to sort of like go through like a public failure, uh, and, you know, kind of figure out what that next thing is going to be is usually the really hard part for people. Mm And I think um, I've seen a lot of founders, you know, because the reality is like most startups will fail. I've seen a lot of founders who've had to walk away from their company, really not like be loud about it, uh, not share that with people, uh, be very ashamed. But for my sister and I, we felt like we had done really good work uh, and we wanted to share that with people and we wanted our story to be helpful to the community. So we were very loud about it. Uh, We wrote articles that we published about sort of what we'd learned from the experience and everything that went into it. And it was actually that um, effort to share the the failure that led me to my other job as the chief of staff at Dover. So um, yeah, I had sort of written some blogs, shared that I was looking for a new role, 
And then um, my old CEO at Dover actually reached out to me. And that's sort of how I ended up there. Um, and it was also through those blogs and sort of being very public about my failure that I got connected to Wasim at Pilot. Um, he had invited me to come and speak about that experience um, as part of like a fireside chat that they had done. So it's really incredible the amount of opportunities that uh, failing has actually afforded me. Um, so I would really encourage other people to, you know, be public about their stuff as well. I, I love that message because so many of us live in fear, right? You you live somewhere between imposter syndrome and and, and fear, and it takes so much to learn how to get out of that. I, I speak a lot on how to build confidence in, in business, and it's difficult for so, so many people. I I just really appreciate that part of of your story. And I also recognize that you've spoken a lot. You've spoken uh, quite a bit. Is that primarily what you've, what you've spoken on? Do you speak on other key topics to inspire people? Yeah. I mean, I want to be a very supportive or like encouraging voice about that. I think I also just generally am really interested in, you know, what, what makes startups succeed as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I've, you know, seen, I've been able to see that now at Dover and at Pilot and kind of distilling like the important lessons from there. Um, You know, just generally now sort of being an employee at a somewhat larger company, you know, just kind of helping other people navigate their um, career choices or figure out kind of how to succeed within a company or forge an entrepreneurial path as an employee. So, um, you know, there's a lot of different things. I think mental health is also a really hot topic lately, um, especially with the, you know, pandemic and kind of all the fallout from that. So also sort of helping um, people kind of manage uh, the, the stuff that goes on there with their work and sort of the, the work personality that they have to have. Um, so there's a lot of different things, but um, yeah, that's, that's some of them. Well, you, you mentioned that you are so interested in what builds success and mm-hmm. you've had some more positive experiences what would you say are some of the leadership traits that you admire and want to carry into your next endeavor that you found as a leader? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, our our leadership at Pilot is very inspiring. Um, they are very professional, um, but not in a way that makes them unapproachable, but just in a way that really inspires confidence. Uh, I find that they're always extremely prepared. Um, they are very, um, good speakers. I have really been impressed with our all hands. Um, you know, they're always willing to answer questions, uh, and be very transparent. So just generally, it feels like the communication, um, is like a huge piece of that. Uh, again, like, you know, professional communication, transparent communication, open door policy, Um, I think that those are some of the things that really lead to a successful culture and like help employees kind of model that behavior for themselves and on their teams too. Um, So yeah, those are some of the things that come to mind. Well, and Jillian, I also know that you are a a big reader and you just keep taking in all this information. Where are you going today? Like podcasts or your favorite speakers or books? Where are you, what are you looking to, to get inspired by these days? Yeah, I love reading. I used to be a big Audible, like audiobook person, but um, I've kind of gone back to the old way of, you know, just reading like a physical book. 
Um, <laughs> I very like meditative, but um, yeah, some of, I mean, I really, I really like business books uh, or just like generally like the, you know, lear- learning things from reading. One of my favorite recent books was um, Social Chemistry by Marissa King. Mm. Um, that one is really interesting. There's some interesting like org psychology things that she kind of brings in there. Um, but, you know, kind of outside of that, you mentioned podcasts, like now it's about to kind of be the fall. I'm listening to a podcast called That's Spooky. Um, <laughs> like, this really funny, like stories, uh, funny hosts that are talking about very not funny, scary stories, but I love it. <laughs> hey, you know, we have to talk about what drives us in business and also what creates that balance for us yeah. <laughs> in our life. And I know as you, you alluded to, you know, things like mental health and, you know, balancing with success, I, I know is also very important to you. What, what's next for you? Where, where do you think you're, you're going to go? Are you going to stay at pilot for a while? Is this a, a role that has a specific end date? What's yeah. the, what's the That's next? A good question. I, I think there's, there's a couple of different, like, gaps in my career that, um, I am very curious to fill. Um, one of them is sort of being like a second time founder and, you know, trying again to start my own business, uh, you know, see if I can take, you know, the things that I've learned and apply them. And so, you know, going that route again is something that I'm interested in. Um, but it's also kind of occurred to me in the last few months that the other experience that I don't yet have that I'm really interested in attaining is, you know, sort of like being like in a big role at a big company. So the idea of, um, you know, staying at pilot, scaling with pilot and, you know, kind of watching us go from like the 500 to thousand person stage and, uh, you know, staying sort of in a role where I'm working closely with, you know, our executive leadership, like our CEO and CMO, um, as I'm doing now, that's actually something that I'm quite interested in as well. Um, so you know, we'll, we'll see. I never have a good answer for like what the five-year plan is. Oh, um, five years too far. Five years <laughs> way too far. We all, I think we all agree with that. I think if you can see 24 months right now, that's, yeah. that's pretty good in a tangible way, in a tangible way versus a dreams and aspiration way. Yeah. I'm, re- I'm really enjoying the role at pilot. Um, so yeah, I will definitely be here. Um, and then, you know, the other thing that's really nice is I get to meet, we kind of talked about, you know, meeting global people. Um, I get to meet a lot of YC founders from all over the world and um, a good amount of them are actually looking for co-founders. So I've been kind of exposed to people who are interested in kind of that conversation. Um, so that's, that's a, a possible thing that I might do as like a next move in my career at some point, but we'll see. <laughs> no, that's, that's absolutely fantastic. Okay. I want to ask, we talked about reading, but what else do you do to keep life fun and lighthearted? What are some of those hobbies or West coast vibe that you're living? Yeah. So, um, I am very close with my family. My older brother and older sister both have, uh, babies right now. So hanging out with them is a lot of fun. Um, I generally just love like going to my local coffee shop, uh, kind of like sitting there with a book, doing some reading, uh, journaling. I really like, um, I'm getting a dog at the end of, uh, the month. So I'm really excited about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, just kind of exploring San Francisco and, uh, getting like reacquainted with the city all the time is really nice. I moved from New York. So, 
you know, it's never necessarily going to be quite as, as busy here in SF, but there are a lot of fun, like hidden gems around, which I like exploring now that uh, things are open again. Well, Jillian, it has been delightful to get to know you, to hear a little bit about Pilot, to hear your personal story. Uh, If people want to learn more, if they want to connect with you, where should they go and what should they do? Yeah. So if they want to learn more about Pilot, um, they can just go to pilot.com. We also have a 20% discount code for listeners of this podcast. So the link for that would be pilot.com slash disruptive. Um, And then, you know, connecting with me personally, um, they can go to my medium, my blogs. Um, My username there is just Jillian O'Brien. And on Twitter, I am Jillian X O'Brien and LinkedIn Jillian O'Brien as well. Jillian, thank you so much. To our listeners, yeah, take advantage of checking out Pilot, seeing what they can possibly do for you. Uh, it's a a big suite of things and different ways that they can support you. And thank you so much for offering a little discount for the listeners. Uh, if Jillian said something that you think somebody else needs to hear, pass along a copy of this episode and let them listen to it until we speak again, keep your eyes on the future and always be disruptive. Jillian, we just really appreciate it. Thank you again. Thank you so much. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.